ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. And we're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! Oh, what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love and really celebrating their relationships. This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio. ESPN 690. What's happening from Davoli's House of Cards here in St. John's County? Brent Martin along with Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. We're here every Tuesday from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Sometimes the fellas join me down here, and sometimes, well, they don't. Overtime coming up, 6 o'clock with Kurtz and Middleton. What do we got tonight? We have an NBA game or something? I mean, I'm missing. The, the, the baseball wrapped up so quick, we got to wait all the way to Friday to get the World Series, and Friday and Saturday, I can't do anything anyway. We've got too much Florida, Georgia, and high school stuff, Case. We have the Florida State Coaches Show, Mike Norvell. All right, right after uh, overtime. Yes. Got some new signage, guys. Are you for, looking uh, at it for the week? Yeah, I'm looking. I got it up right. You guys are you're right in the middle of uh, we're or we're all right in the middle of Tebow and Lawrence jerseys. Oh, nice! It's a good spot to be. Yeah. Has so, anybody uh, commented on your sign yet? I know you're really <laughs> you're really happy. You're I really just kind of put it up. I forgot about it, and I was like, I just wanted to get a little practice run before I'm outside RV City tomorrow. How'd it go? It's it's not it's easy. That's why I love. I like these pull up banners. It's really easy. You get, don't you get the feeling that Brent wants to buy a few of these just to have them? Like he wants to get a sign that publicizes his other signs. It's like, <laughs> hey, check out my signs, and then it's a whole block of them. By the cool. way, like that would be cool. Actually. I like the sign. <laughs> the only part I don't like is I gotta look at Casey. And he's at eye level with me on the side. Right you mean now. the red-headed producer we have? <laughs> Let me ask you this, Brent. It's not red. In what that color picture. is it on the book? It looks red to me. It's not. No, it's definitely not. Like, am I the only one who thinks Auburn is red hair? My hair no, is Auburn not is red. Auburn. Yeah, Auburn's red. Right. Auburn is trash. You seen them play football? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys big Halloween guys? No. Although with kids, it's kind of hard not to be because they're so dang cute with the dumb costumes. But uh, I just... <laughs> Easy. There's a couple of kids in here. Oh, I so just... I'm not going to tell you how I really feel about Halloween. But I'll it's wait hard to take like it seriously Monday. as an adult, right? Yeah, but, I mean, it is fun for the kids. Like, it's I very it. fun for the kids. We yeah. got Owen and Connor in here. They're going to be Michael Myers. Nice. That's pretty good from a generational standpoint, don't you think? Yes. And uh, a marshmallow. That will last in any <laughs> generation. Is it a marshmallow head or a full-body marsh marshmallow? It's going to be full body. If it's a marshmallow head, it's not a marshmallow. It's a DJ. Named Marshmallow. <laughs> Ma named Marshmallow. <laughs> okay. No, it's a real thing. He's a real very, real thing. very popular. Yes. Like, what's that from? Just being a DJ. He's literally a music DJ that tours the world. Oh, oh, you mean like the music guy, yeah. Marshmallow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I that is what we mean by the I music I thought you DJ. were trying to tell me it was like a SpongeBob character no. or something. I'll tell you my favorite <laughs> Halloween stat, though. A few years ago, I was on a weight loss journey, right? So stacked it was Halloween? a 45-pound weight loss journey for your boy Aaron. But if you look at my chart, because I like to graph these things as I do them, once you get to Halloween, in the day before and the three days after, if you look at my calorie count, it looks like Mount freaking Everest through really? the roof. That's and then awesome. I ended up gaining seven pounds from Halloween. Seven. Seven wow. pounds. I might have, listen, you know, I've been on this thing too, and, and I'll probably have a little hard time around that. I like to, I like candy. Like, I don't like, um, I'm not a big dessert, cake, 
sweets in that sense. Ice cream, like whatever. I don't, I don't need to eat ice cream ever again. But um, I don't mind it, but I don't need it. I feel like I want to challenge you to that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know how to keep this up with you for the next 40 years, but, but I feel like that's something I can He win. eats like trail mix in a soup every day, and he's like, oh, I don't need ice cream ever again. Well, I don't, I'm just telling you, like, I don't need it. But I would eat candy. Like, I like... I like uh, Skittles and Skittles are good. Uh, Starburst and gummy bears and gummy yes. worms and yes. like the you know the watermelon one. Like I like that kind of candy. Right. And so I I like Halloween because of the candy. Like the kids, all they wanted to do is see how much candy they could get. The funny thing about yes. my kids, they didn't like ever eat all the candy. You never can. And so uh, I would always eat the candy. I, some people can. I can. But, like, all right, so what what's, uh, What are the kids going to be? Can you tell? Can they? Uh, you already picked it out, Aaron? Well, I know my daughter is going to be, my, my little little is going to be Elsa. And then my, my biggest Let little is also going to be a princess, but I think she's making up her own princess. I like it. And I don't think my son's decided yet. He's running out of time now. He hasn't decided yet. So no. he's going to go. Like, what's the go-to fallback when you get to, like, 4 o'clock on Halloween? <laughs> ghost. And you're like, ghost. yeah, ghost, right? Well, you got to be careful. You don't want to offend anybody with it. So what else is there to fall back on? Like a pirate, is a, you just put a patch on? Just yell hard at everybody? That's fair. You know what I would do when I, I was a kid? I was like a football player like eight years in a row. Really? Yeah, like I don't want to think about this. So you, could just, be, you could be... You could be... anything cool. Be 2021 Urban Meyer and just hand out resumes to every house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you could do better on Urban Meyer. Probably just go <laughs> around kicking everybody? <laughs> no, no, or just... Good. <laughs> yeah, go... I, I think you could probably make a pretty good costume with Urban Meyer from the Ohio trip, uh, is my guess. Hey, uh, speaking of, you know, the Bradley Chubb conversation we just had, to see Frank Clark suspended two games for violating the personal conduct policy. Oh, no. What did he do? Stemming from his pleading no contest to a pair of misdemeanor charges for a June 2021 incident for possession of a concealed firearm. Ah, carrying the heat. Back in it. Um, hey, Zappy or Mac Jones? Is this a question for us, or are you starting a topic? No, no, I want you know, I want to just ask real quick. I know we hit the Twitter stuff with Belichick, but seriously, uh, this is going to get on to yeah. the 2021 class because what's happening? Trey Lance is hurt. He's hardly played. Justin Fields, hey, really nice outing last night. Matt Jones, is he even going to play? Like, what's the deal? How do you pick somebody in 2021, he gets hurt for three weeks, and now you might not play him? Like, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Davis Mills is not going to be a long-term answer. We know that. And who else am I missing in there? Uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, they're doing everything but putting the ball in his hands, it seems like. On but they're purpose. Winning. They're win- I know. They're winning. Got to hide your moms, though. Almost in spite of him. And Trevor, again, I mean, Trevor's in a good spot. Here's the beautiful spot for, for Jacksonville. You might not think Trevor's as good as everybody said he was going to be. Or you might not even believe Trevor's going to be the answer long term. But I can guarantee you this. Trevor Lawrence is the answer. For the next 30 football games in Jacksonville. Easily, yeah. At the very least. Oh, yeah. And probably more like 45. Because, mm-hmm. well, I'm just telling you, at, at the a very minimum. least. At like, a you're, minimum. Not, you're not scratching your head all of a sudden and like, man, I, I don't think we get to a point in December, knock on wood, <laughs> that you're like, I need to see C.J. Beathard play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did like, you get, by the way, did you see C.J. warming up yesterday? Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't hear no. Sunday. I mean, I don't know what was going on there, but he just like hot and heavy started throwing it. Like when the Giants had the ball, I was like, "Is this dude just like 
practicing? Maybe like, is he participating? Oh, on the sideline during the game. I thought you meant, like, in warm-ups. No, no, Maybe no. Was, like, uh, this, I was like, what's happening? And then I saw Trevor just standing there. I'm like, okay. Maybe then, there's an equipment yeah. issue or something. And then CJ's, like, stretching his shoulders. Like, yeah, we're good. I was like, what are we good for? <laughs> what what's happening? We're never good, no. And then Trevor went in. I was like, oh, well, that was four minutes of panic. But, Brent, back to your uh, your your question. Are you not putting Trey Lance in there just because of the injury? It's kind of hard. It's tough well, to tell what you got. Oh, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not sure that he's not the answer. But I think right now, through 20-something games for these guys, and some of them are hurt, so they haven't played. But let's just say a season and almost a half, right, that you have no idea about Trey Lance. You really don't have an idea about Mac Jones if you're not letting him stick through that game. You don't yesterday. think you know what you got, though? No. Well, no, I don't. I don't, no. Uh, and I also don't think you know about Zach Wilson at this stage. He missed some games. And, yeah, he's winning, but he's, he's passing for like 118 yards, you know. And you, Justin Fields, see, I feel good about Justin Fields. Like, yesterday was huge for him. He had a big game. I, I'm kind of looking forward to talking to Clay Harbor tomorrow about it because he's excited, and he should be. I thought Justin Fields was really good. My problem with Justin Fields is he and he is not going to last this season. He gets hit so hard. Yeah, and he really has no choice but to tuck and run on most plays anyway. So oh, and, when he, he, and then when he makes a throw, it. like the touchdown throw where he threw from that different arm slot, mm-hmm. he got absolutely Crushed. clobbered. Yeah. You know, how that can't be roughing the passer, yet Trevor getting pulled down by his jersey can, and I'm not even saying it was by the book, but it's like, how does a quarterback get hit that hard and sandwiched? Yeah. And one gets pulled down by the jersey and one's a 15-yard penalty. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Fields really does get lit up. Oh, oh man, this gets though. absolutely crushed. What they're doing to that kid makes it impossible to know what you got there. Well, I mean, but Justin but Fields you, is going to be good, I promise. I agree, man. I think, I, you know, I was a fan of Justin Fields anyway. But he's starting to weather through some of this, Aaron. Like, that's a big-time performance last night. Okay, but he still to... has issues with accuracy. And maybe uh, that's because he has no time to throw the ball. But, you know, the reality is it's not like guys can have a rough first year or two or three and then suddenly come out of it. We've seen lots of high draft picks who come into the league and have some rough issues year one and two because they're not given the help, and it kind of ruins everything moving forward. But he, he listen, he is not that different in his first 20-something games, I believe, than a guy like Josh Allen. And he's not that different, maybe even, and I'd have to go look at the numbers, and he didn't play as much. He kind of went in late in his rookie year. So I'm thinking of a guy like uh, Lamar Jackson. They've got tools that they can beat you with arm, and they can really let it fly, but the accuracy stuff was not there early on, especially. Especially with Josh Allen. It was terrible. Yeah. But, like, I compare more to Josh Allen because – Justin Fields is as big as Josh Allen. He's like a big dude. Lamar does it a different way with his legs, but that's a threat. And they have $100 million to spend in cap money. If they do anything around him, then you've got to believe some of these kind of performances will look even a lot better in year number three when they do put stuff around him. Now, shame on them for not spending some of the money already, but I don't know. I agree, Casey. I'm with you, man. I think uh, Justin Fields, pretty good player. And I think he's going to come out on the other side of all this mess as long as he doesn't end up in the ER. Well, yeah, yeah, they got to keep him on the field or just at least not hurt. I'm with you there. I think I said this yesterday as we were closing out our show on overtime, but I solely tuned into that game to see if Justin Fields was going to break another run because that run he broke against Washington on that Thursday night game, he looked faster than any person's ever played the sport. Like, when he moves with his legs, like, I just think it's – it reminds me so much of Lamar Jackson, and I'm like, man, if they could just 
give this guy anything. Like, he has an okay running back, and that's it. I'm not giving up on him. And if they, for some reason, do, boy, I'd be not here in Jacksonville. Let me throw the flag here for a second. Do either of you believe Matt Eberflus will be the head coach of the Bears next year? Yes. Do you guys believe yeah. Luke Getze will be the offensive coordinator once again for the Bears next year? Someone's uh, got to get fired, I, probably. I, right? I would not, what, this is year one for these guys. This is an atrocious offense. What do you mean? Did you see what happened last like night? Yes, last night. Against Bill Belichick. Who obviously is not the same and has no coordinators on the team and is causing his own distractions. You look at the whole season. I mean, I, Clay will tell I, you tomorrow they have not played well this year. Well, oh, no, well, I get it. I mean, I've been watching. I know that was a little bit out of left field. They do have three wins, guys. The Jags have played 20 times better than the Chicago Bears, and they have more wins. Yes. I Let just, that sit a little. I don't believe you're getting both of those guys back next year. I don't know who's gone and who's not. The Maybe Eberflus gets to come back because, you know, fine, he gets a little more of a leash than that. He's got he's, he's, played, he's coached seven games. But you want to talk about consistency, and like you did in the beginning of the season when it came to Trevor, and like uh, Lord knows every Jet fan's been doing when it comes to Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. You know, here's a guy in, in, in Justin Fields who has not had the consistency in the coaching staff, and sure enough, next year will not have consistency with the teammates because they're going to blow up that roster a little bit. Like, what is the expectation here from Justin Fields to take this giant leap forward? I don't get it yet. Yeah, well, maybe a lot like we're saying around Trevor. Year two of the same system, the continuity. They they, they are not going to get the best out of Fields if they change stuff again. Yeah. Three years, three different systems, three offensive coordinators. That's a, we know that's not going to work. That's dumb. So I, I think everybody will stay there. Uh, meanwhile... Like, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, we don't know enough about. Like, we, re- I don't. Do you guys have any comfort with any of those three guys? I would say you kind of know what you got in Mac. You, you, you know what the assumed ceiling is, but you haven't seen it yet, obviously, right? There's, there hasn't been enough time to watch it develop. But they pretty much put him in this system, and they drafted him for this system in New England. And they, they ran it very well last year. And if Belichick wasn't getting in his own way, I think you'd see a little more of the same. They took weapons away from him this year. If you remember, they, they downgraded in that wide receiver core. Yeah, Mike. I would I would agree with that. By the way, that I think they they're trying to replace Mac with Mac. Like it's the same dude, but Mac's better. Like yeah. I I think I know what Mac is, and I think we a lot of us do. But he's good enough to win you games. I don't understand yeah. to Aaron's point. Get out of your own way and let the dude play football. I agree with that. By the way, I think you're, you're right. You you have got you made that investment. You cannot go screwing around with Zappy. Because you're not sure, like you got to let it play out, man. If fifty, you don't know that Matt's not the guy, and I don't know that he is the guy. And my biggest concern with Matt Jones, and I think this might have been why they went to Zappy a little bit, because that kid can move a- around. Mac is not that. He's yeah. not going to buy a lot. And you know how I feel right now, guys, about quarterbacks that can't move. I think it's a dangerous place to live in the NFL when you cannot get anything out of your legs. And we're seeing that. Tom Brady's struggling right now, even at his age. We think he's the one exception because he's so smart. Matt Ryan, he's benched. He's getting hurt because he can't move. Mac Jones is more those guys than than he is anybody else. And I think those are like the only three examples in the Jimmy league. Jimmy G. Who? Jimmy G. Yeah, but can't Jimmy run a little bit? Mm. About as, about as much as Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, really? Is that yeah. it? He's yeah. not really a mobile I always guy. thought you had a little bit, but he's had injuries and stuff, too, that have maybe even slowed that down early on. But, okay, so Jimmy G, 
I don't think that fits long term. I really don't. And I think you you cannot have that as your future. Well, look, if you believe the Bears are going to build around fields with their ridiculous amount of cap space, I mean, the Patriots are third in the league in cap space going into 23. Yeah. Well, they, they, they always have bad wide receivers. They, I don't but, know why. And they, they, but well, they, they don't really have cap space. They but went, they, had to, they had to get out of some. Remember when they spent all the money last year? Yeah. Well, they and, went and, all in on taking those weapons away from Mac. And I'll, I'll say this, too. You know, we don't do this very often. But remember when the ja- the Patriots did spend all that money? How's that look? Like, what have they gotten out of it? Judon's pretty good. Judon is good. No, I'm just saying from an overall success standpoint. Well, I mean, they went to the playoffs. So they went to the playoffs. They get bounced. They're, but the, the problem is the division got so much better. Even the Jets. Like, yeah. the Jets and Dolphins got significantly better. Buffalo's good. And they're kind of like, well, we're okay. Like, they're are they good? They're right on the fringe of good. and eh. But everybody else around them, they're like, wait, what happened? Everybody got better. The Jets picked three dudes in the first round, and the Dolphins got Tyree Kill. And now they're like, dang, we got Zappy, though. You know, it's an interesting point because as you got into the end of the Brady run with the Patriots, they were making the playoffs as uh, either a one, two, or three seed every year. They were at the top of the AFC East, but that division was so bad. Or I should say, the uh, yeah, the division was so bad that you just didn't realize how mediocre that team might have been, even with Brady because they just don't really stock it with stars, especially on offense. Let's switch gears. Anyone else next for the Jags on the trade block? Dan Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, are you, are you talking about bringing into the team or, or shipping no, out? No, I'm more talking about unloading because it, bringing in is too difficult, and I have, I'll tell you guys how I feel. I don't think they're making a move to bring somebody in. Their cap space is not good. Yeah. And I don't know what you bring in at two and five to be like, okay, and now we feel really good about this. Like, they're not doing that. It's, it, it's, it's illogical, I think. You don't have unless a bunch they have of, an inch, a big injury this week. You don't have a bunch of great tradable pieces. I mean, you just signed a bunch of guys, so it's not like what you're about Shaq Griffin? Griffin is one I think that it makes sense, but like outside of Shaq Griffin. Well, I would say I think they should keep Evan Ingram, right? But if they're if they've if they decided they don't want to pay him, what is it's ten right now, right? Ten million. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine, yeah. That so nine. if the number's like what, what what's the fourteen? It's probably less than that. So like if they if they decide they don't want to pay that, I mean you might as well. He's having a good year. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I guess if you don't think you're going to keep him, I will tell you. This, I would be on Jags, board for keeping him. By the way. The, yeah, the Jags I think wanted Ingram more in the longer term, and he bet on himself. And so I think they value him. And here's the one thing. I said this yesterday when Marvin Jones' name came up. And, I, and by the way, I think these are good questions. Like, I'm not telling you those would be no way I'm not trading them if somebody called. But I think the Jags should be no way I'm not trading them. Why would you take any piece away from Peterson and Lawrence right now as you're trying to develop the quarterback? Because there's still six-round picks they don't have. <laughs> yeah. They can get all of them. It's way it's more like risky Pokemon than getting four six-round six picks. picks. I know. Fred Polky loves the six-round picks. Listen, but it, you can't do that. Like, that, that's, that's, not, that's not developing. That's not growth. That's not looking down the road progress. That is taking away. You've and also, that is not a smart thing to do. For Now, listen, Jawan Taylor playing really well. Do you think Walker Little's the guy? Walker Little, could he be on the block? Maybe. I would leave that offensive line alone immediately, tell everyone to get away from that room. But to the tight ends, you got a lot of them coming onto the market next year. I mean, if you like Ingram, that's one thing. But it's not like he's the only guy out there that can help this team in terms of free agency. And granted, not all of these guys will make it to free agency, but they're all unrestricted free agents at this point. 
going into 23. Gusecki, He sounds Schultz, like he's going to free agency. Ingram, Tunyon, Robert Tunyon is definitely going to leave Green Bay if uh, Aaron Rodgers leaves. You mm-hmm. know that's going to happen. Hayden Hurst is a great pass catcher. Swaim, your boy Man Hurst. He's great. I love Hayden, but great. <laughs> he's a good pass catcher. Playing well for the Bengals. I mean, the whole tight end room in Jacksonville is going to be gone unless they start re-signing some of these guys. Bring Mercedes back. He's only going to be 39 next year. Do uh, you like the idea that the Jags, like the Jags last week, Cam Robinson goes out of the game, and they have Walker Little. And you feel pretty good, don't you? No. Really? Oh, you didn't feel good when Walker Little, you said you wanted like, uh, I don't know, name name guy that, that you don't even know is on the roster going <laughs> to play left tackle. Yeah, I guess in terms of the backup situation, yeah, I felt yeah, great. But when Cam Robinson was hurt, line. I wouldn't say that I felt good about anything. Well, no, he's my, like my, your best offensive lineman outside of Sheriff, but, like, you still have some depth there. No, no, my point was this. If, if We can say the same about Jawan Taylor. My point is, is there more value in feeling good about your offensive line with Jawan Taylor, Walker Little, and Cam Robinson all on the team? Or do you trade away a piece like Walker Little Take your losses, get something for it, or Jawan Taylor, because you don't think he's the long-term answer. And and now you only have two guys, and what if somebody does have to miss a game or two? You're not as good there. Like, that's what you have to weigh. I think we're dancing around the real problem. And the real, the real problem? The real problem is you need a bona fide number one wide receiver, and you're not finding it on the free agent market. Well, but so that's not a problem, right? <laughs> what did you say? DJ Moore. DJ Moore. God. They don't want to trade him. I thought that was straight out of Field of Dreams for a second. <laughs> um, if you trade him, come. if you trade for him, he will come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I. Yeah, okay, that's an off season, most likely. The no, the top receiver that everybody wants and all that stuff. Oh, but you're talking that's about tinkering with the offensive line or maybe trading Shaq Griffin out of the secondary, and it's like, okay, fine. But if the return isn't going to involve a number one, a bona fide, like, what are you fixing? Well, you, you're not. You, that's not why you're doing this, though. Okay, that's not going to be the answer. Right now, you have the eighth pick in the draft. You can go get a wide receiver at, at the eighth pick in the draft. But you can also get from out from underneath a Shaq Griffin contract and maybe get another fifth-round pick. And now you have two fifth-round picks, and you trade it to be a second-round pick. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just asking, like, Walker Little, Jawan Taylor. Like, there's some sensible options here. has nothing to do with the wide receiver position. You're not trading for a future wide receiver right now. And you're also not getting a number one for any of those guys. If you're getting me a second-round pick for Jawan Taylor or Walker Little, I'd listen. But, like, fourth, fifth, sixth... No. You don't want it. Yeah, no. That's fair. That's really what I'm getting at. So I don't understand how you guys feel comfortable tinkering with that line when you know Trevor Lawrence is the gold for the next, like you said, minimum 30 to 45 games. Okay, well, I, by the way, I side with you here. I think the Jags are actually right on this one. I think their depth at tackle position and offensive line is a good thing to keep in place. But from a business standpoint, what are you doing with Walker Little right now? Or maybe even better from a business standpoint. If we, if we can make the case for the Jags that James Robinson from a business-only move was actually not as bad as people want to let on, well, you know what? If you're not planning on signing Jawan Taylor or uh, putting the tag on him, then what are you holding on to him for 10 games for? Right. He's not your future. Get rid of him. And then Walker Little is your guy and let him play and see what you got. Well, do we know? I mean, I, we don't. But, like, do you have a feeling on what direction Cam Robinson is going to go next year? Because are you bringing him back on a multi-year deal? 
For who was that for? Cam, for Cam, yeah. Cam's already on the multi-year. Oh, that's right. He was franchised and then he resigned. That's, yeah, yeah. He resigned sorry, after the franchise. That's yeah. my fault. Yeah. So, I just think it's interesting what they might do there, or would people be interested in a right tackle? Like, are people right now trading for a right tackle? I don't even know. Like, I'm not sure other people's situations would they be. Now, well, Walker didn't the Little, Jets just lose every offensive well, lineman? Well, yes. well, Walker Little, actually, from a left tackle standpoint, he could be, uh, like, the Jets might be looking for that. Well, the Jets have Dwayne Brown playing left tackle, but, like, when they just lost Elijah Vera Tucker, they, they lost depth and they lost their right guard. And their left guard. And sometimes their right tackle. I mean, he that, you don't replace Vera Tucker with, uh, with somebody's bench warmer. But to your point, Brent, yeah, I think... Teams, especially good teams right now, are looking for that depth on the offensive line. I don't know that they're willing to give up a second to go get him, Casey, but, I mean, the trades can be had if you're looking to give up an offensive lineman who's talented. Taylor Lewan got hurt. Yeah, probably won't trade through division, right? Probably um, not. I'm that's what saying. everybody says. All right, uh, let's take a break. We're live at Tivoli's House of Cards here on ESPN 690. Brent and Friends, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz, Brent Martino. We'll be back. We talk um, a little about who you might want to pick up in your waiver wire if your fantasy season is off to a, a bad start. That is on the way. And we revisit the James Robinson conversation if you missed it from early in the show. It's really the big news of the last 24 hours here in Jacksonville. James Robinson to the Jets a week before the trade deadline, which is actually a week from today. Back on ESPN 690 with Brent and Friends. My name is Aaron Schachter. Brent Martineau out at Davoli's House of Cards. Live on location. Casey Kurtz behind the glass pressing the go. buttons for us. Guys, I wanted to talk a little bit about fantasy football. Good. Brent as, needs the help. He's a bum. As we get towards the close of the show. Casey, we were just talking about your dire situation at wide receiver. I'm sure a lot of people are feeling that pain as well. And a lot of injuries in the wide receiver front. A lot of people changing uh, responsibilities. I won't say teams. Responsibilities. That's throwing it all in the, in, in, into a mess. What's hurting you most on that wide receiver court? Well, right it's now? a bad situation, Aaron, when you only draft three of them and one of them gets hurt in week one. Keenan Allen, where you been? How you doing? What's the situation? You come back, you only catch a couple of footballs. That's not going to fly. That's not going to fly at all. So I've resorted to Drake London for multiple weeks. Drake as, London's been good, but not recently. Not recently, right? So it was going okay, and now it's not. And then Jalen Waddle, just a staple of like, my wide receiver. And court. by the way, he was great in the beginning. He has been good, but not like he was in the beginning of the season either. You really started off. With high hopes this season, didn't you? I did, and here's the thing. When you draft players such as Damian Pierce, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Raheem Mostert. Those are good running backs. Yeah. Get you a lot of points. Damian right Harris, who I thought was going to be good, you feel good about it, right? You got the <laughs> running backs, and then your wide receivers are just not up to par. And then worst-case scenario, your tight end almost loses an eyeball on the field. So <laughs> well, it's a bad situation <laughs> right now. I think you may be falling into team. the trap that a lot of fantasy owners fall into, and that's they forget the trade button exists. So maybe you want to unload some that's of those top-shelf running backs to pick yourself up a wide receiver. But if you're looking at your waiver wire, I do have a, a name or two for you maybe you want to target, like uh, Paris Campbell from Brent's favorite team, the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Paris Campbell is, is, is what? His fourth fiddle on that team when you think about it. He's got Pittman in front of him. He's got Alec Pierce in front of him. Both those guys are not going to be on anybody's waiver wire, though, right? Mm -hmm. Ashton Doolin on injured reserve, and while he's been out, Paris Campbell's been lighting it up. Matter of fact, uh, the past two weeks, 17 passes, uh, 17 receptions off of 20 targets, Jeez. 127 yards and two touchdowns. 
Yeah. The question is, will Sam Ellinger be able to actually throw the football? <laughs> that is the question. Will Ellinger get him the football? I like so the upside, though. There's a chance there. But, yeah, he's been breaking out lately, so you may want to take a chance on him. But uh, outside of him, not too many wide receivers kind of hanging around on that waiver wire for the reasons you previously mentioned. Right, a couple of other guys on your waiver wire. I think Evan Ingram is a solid pickup if he's on your waiver wire, especially if you got a tight end on by. We've we're, been playing him. We're getting into by season right now, Brent. So like the tight end list is not very deep when you're talking about real point difference makers on your roster. You get about five, six names down that list, and then it's like a, a guess, anybody's guess. Yeah. Has, has actually the tight end position been as uh, disappointing, maybe? As any in the league? Yeah, I definitely yeah. would agree with that statement, especially when you look at guys like Darren Waller, who you expected to break out. Kyle Pitts, who you expected to break out. Cole Komet. Yeah, Cole Komet, who you expected to break out. You're just not seeing anything from these guys. Well, because, I mean, Kelsey's been good, right? But it's what about – and Mark Andrews has been really good. Not last week, bro, .6. But all season, he's Andrews. been good. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but a guy like Kittle, who actually did catch a touchdown last week, I don't know what his fantasy points were, but he's been slow. He going. had a he had his best week of the season last year, around twenty eight points. I hadn't rostered, but previous to that, he wasn't breaking ten points. So no, it's been disappointing. You're right. I I spent a high draft pick on Kittle, and I paid for it so far. Well, I spent a high draft pick on uh, Pitts. You really he's did. Been really disappointing. That's been a bust for you. Well, uh, Pitts may be one of these guys you want to think about cutting, which is insane to consider. But if you're in a playoff run and you need points, he might be taking up a roster spot for you, as well as guys like AJ Dillon. If you're if you're rostering AJ Dillon from the Packers right now, it's time to let him go. Jeff Wilson Jr. Your team just picked up McCaffrey. I'm about to have to make that decision, actually. Yeah, uh, McCaffrey is now going to take some of those snaps. And by the way, 49ers on by when they come back. Elijah Mitchell comes back. Ah, Jeff. And then Jeff Wilson's the man out. It's been fun, Jeff. Devin DuVernay on the Baltimore Ravens. Probably let go of him. A.J. Green. I think the journey's over for A.J. Noah Fant. That dream coming over from Denver. That's another good one on the tight end, by the way. Where? Why is Noah Fant bad? Noah Fant has been bad, man. He's in a three-man rotation at tight end. Thought he was good. All three of their tight ends have at least 70 routes run this year. Will Disley, Seattle. to that point, Will Disley low-key catches <laughs> touchdowns pretty, sometimes. That's pretty impressive. Isn't that, that insane? Like just throwing that stat at us. Like, I prepare for the segment, bro. I get you. <laughs> like, I didn't know. Listen, there's prepared for the segment. Then there's telling me that three tight ends on Seattle on are Seattle. running 70 routes. A piece. <laughs> But also, more importantly, Noah Fant, he's yet to break top 15 in tight ends this season. So, I mean, if you're rostering this guy, you're wasting well, your time Well, Disley's the bit. guy. Disley real, might real, be the guy there. Hey, real quick, uh, Kyle Pitts, was it a waste of a pick? I mean, he was really good last year. He was great last year. No, the, the hype was there. Everyone was picking him early. His, his, his expert consensus was really high. It's just the performance hasn't been, he's been injured, and then the performance hasn't been there. So, yeah, but so, I mean, it's weird because if a team like that misses on a top five pick or at least it isn't utilizing as well, you feel like they'd be struggling. They've actually played okay ball. Yeah, and not only that, but they did it without Corderell Patterson for a while, too. Yeah, he's on my IR. But, but he's I about mean, to right make now, over. like, we're talking about all these quarterbacks. Remember last year, Pitts was a fourth overall pick. Yeah. And that's looking like not a very good move at now some a year and a half in. Yeah. Well, and, with Matt Ryan last year, he did look very promising. Well, why it's weird is, like, you thought Mariota, like, the safety blanket, the tight end. He's like, no, Not no nothing is safe. Well, and, and here's why it's bad, too, because if you were making the Ryan move, which, by the way, Atlanta doesn't look that wrong in making the Ryan move, but True. you should have picked up a quarterback instead of Pitts. You still had a couple on the table. Yeah, could have got Fields. Yeah. Well, 
I think they could have got Fields, right? Or when did Fields go? 11. Later, yeah. Oh, Fields was 11. My bad. Yeah. They uh, could have got Fields or Mac. Sure. Yeah, they could have got Fields or Mac. Or yeah, Davis Mills. traded and, up. And I Fields was the hometown up. guy. Yeah. Yeah, the field. I don't get it. It would have been the better pick. But so, hindsight's 2020. Well, yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, Atlanta needed a future quarterback. And, okay. and what was weird about that whole situation, it was very Carolina esque, in my opinion, is they, they needed the future quarterback. They hung around with Matt Ryan some more, and then they dealt him. So, like, they made this little this effort with Ryan for one more year and then dealt him. They still could have picked the young player and then got to this year and played him. Oh. Now, the problem is I think there was too much money left on Ryan's deal, and then they would have been forced, forcing their hand on the trade. They would have lost a lot of leverage and things like that. So maybe – Maybe in that respect, you could argue, well, it would have been a tough time because how were you going to unload $50 million at Matt Ryan, and especially if they knew you wanted to unload him in 2022. But I tell you, man, when you pick in the top 10 and you need a quarterback in the next year, two, or three, you're missing out now if you if there are guys on the table and you're not taking a chance at it. Now, it's not like they didn't go for a quarter. I mean, they did draft Desmond Ritter, but to your point, he's not a top 10 pick. Not even no, close. they did this year, right? Yeah, with Ritter. Yep. Was that this year? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, this year. Yep. And uh, get my ears confused. He's but. sitting very comfortably on that bench this year, just watching the game. He'll get in there uh, next uh, year. You got more? I got I got a couple of guys uh, buy low, sell high, although uh, some of my buy lows, you may give a little bit of an eye to only because these are larger names. Well, now I definitely will. <laughs> larger names, like a Jonathan Taylor, but these guys have underperformed, obviously, this year because they haven't gotten in games. So if you've got... Maybe a team in your league who's got Jonathan Taylor, but is desperate like Casey is for a little bit of Bro, wide receiver Give me receiver two wide receivers. Love. Jonathan Taylor's yours. There you go. I'm not even worried. You should be the owner buying low from Casey right there. Jamal Williams, another good option there. We know that uh, uh, Swift is usually the back there, but Jamal Williams putting in work. Obviously, uh, Craig Reynolds doing all the work for uh, Swift with Swift out, but Jamal Williams getting into that end zone on a regular basis for sure. Drake London, a guy you can buy low on who started off the season hot. Casey, I can't remember if this was on the air or off the air. We were talking about Drake London. Was it on the air in this segment? I think it was both. All right. In any case, Drake London started off the year hot, cooled off, but he's starting to come around again. Uh, that would, might be a good buy low for you. Uh, Mark Andrews, we talked about in this segment, he might be a good buy low for you as well. It's a big name. So if you've got guys who aren't following very closely, or people, I should say, who aren't following very closely in your league, maybe it's harder to buy low on Mark Andrews because they're like, oh, it's a huge name. But Mark Andrews definitely has underperformed to that point we we're talking about with tight ends. And by the way, so has Dalton Schultz, who I've also got on this list. He's really underperformed based on where we thought we were going to see him. But what about selling high? Because he got Zeke doing a little bit of work right now. Maybe not Zeke from four years ago work, but I think he's performing better than people would have thought. Yeah, he's he actually on that better than I thought. Yeah. yeah Two touchdowns him. against the Lions. <laughs> But the reality is he's still on that pitch count. Uh, he's not the guy he used to be. You could definitely sell high on him. Antonio Gibson's putting up some numbers, but he's in a three-man committee, and he's on the commanders with uh, Heineke at quarterback. Uh, chances are Gibson is not going to be as fruitful as he's been in the beginning of the season. Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals, another name on that list. Nicole Hardman scoring a couple of touchdowns last week. There he is. Uh, another one you can go ahead and buy. And then, of course, uh, my guy. MVP candidate, now with his number one option in Arizona, Kyler Elijah Murray. Oh. <laughs> Murray sitting at QB7 for the season. Say what you want about Kyler not Is studying really? or not, not being good. good. Statistically, for fantasy, he's sitting at QB7 right now. Really? And by the way, now that he's got the guy 
He is him. I don't care what kind of suspension you gave him. He came in and lit the game up. D-Hop, Nuck is back. Man, it's going to be a, a, a good winter, I think, out in Arizona. Cliff Kingsbury be damned. Did you just name every receiver, running back, and quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> gave you about four or five from each. That's all. <laughs> that was good. That was in-depth. Um, Kyler's uh, not good. I didn't talk about Robbie Anderson. No one's going to talk about Robbie Anderson. If I ask not you, this, what's better right now in the NFL, offenses or defenses? Overall? Yeah, because scoring's mm. way down. Yeah. Like, you know, we're talking about all these guys who are, like, having bad years in fantasy. Fantasy owners are mad all over the place because nobody's putting up crazy points other than Joe Burrow this past week. It, it, what's better? Because I look at Doug Peterson and Brian Dable. I looked at Frank Reich last week against the Jags. I look at Andy Reid. I look at uh, Suriani. I, I look at these, and I'm like, these guys are running laps around defenses. Like, they are creating stuff defenses can't. They're toying with them for the most part. Yet, the scoring is down. Defenses are kind of winning the day when you look at the scores at the, uh, the scoreboard at the final uh, gun. I'd be curious to see whether it's a, a defensive prowess thing or whether offenses have gotten more sloppy as we've transitioned with so many new coaches and coaching staffs, so many new movements yeah, and rosters. Fair. Fair. I mean, is it just a sloppier game this year? Fair point. Casey? Off, I mean, this was an offense-driven league. A couple years ago when Austin and I were doing the show, I was like, defense doesn't matter anymore. Now, through the course of the year, that changes. Defenses actually get better. Well, the offenses this year aren't even off to good starts. So what does that mean by the time we get to late November or December? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to get better, but, yeah, I agree with Aaron. It's been a bit sloppy, but, listen, the defenses, they're doing their things, okay? You play a defense in fantasy for a reason. You get the ones that get you points. I've been playing the Jets' defense. They looking all right, oh, all right? yeah. Don't forget about the defense. Don't forget about them. I don't know. Maybe we're skewed mentally to the fact that every primetime game seems to be like it's 16 to 13. It really has been gross out you know? there in primetime. because they keep yeah. doing the – now, that changed this past week, 33-14, and then obviously the game Thursday night was a pretty high-scoring game. So maybe that's changed now a little bit from a perception. Just certainly hope. Or maybe it was Sunday night, whatever game it was. No, nah, you're talking about Arizona. They scored oh, Arizona. points, and it was still so unsexy. Well, only because the yeah. first half was rough. But no, like just Kyler and D-Hop getting back together on some things, and you had to have the argument on the sideline before you could get everything cleaned up. I mean, it was good. Uh, let's put a bow on show when we come back to Voli's House of Cards uh, Tuesday. Brent and Friends on ESPN 690. Brent Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. Hey, welcome back to Voli's House of Cards here on a Tuesday. We're about to wrap up things on uh, this show. Brent and Friends on ESPN 690. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton coming up. Brent Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz as uh, we head into this big week that will ramp up as we continue. Jaguars All Access coming up tomorrow night. It's going to be Wednesday at String Sports Brewery instead of Thursday because the Jags go to London. And so we move it up a day this week. And Rasheen Mathis will join us. The players' schedules are obviously are different. And so uh, Rasheen, who you hear on Mondays right here on ESPN 690 every Monday in the 4 o'clock hour, will join us on the TV side on Fox 30 tomorrow night Rasheen. at Jaguars All Access and that is, again, at String Sports Brewery. Tomorrow I'll be in RV City with the show. And uh, we also have ESPN 690 Game Day Live on Saturday at 9 a.m. Casey will be a part of that. Brian Middleton as well. And we'll be live at the Duval House on a festive Saturday in Jacksonville for the Georgia Florida game. Stuart Weber off to London for Action Sports Jacks. He'll have you covered uh, with the team on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the first game without 
James Robinson. And let's put a bow on the show with some James Robinson's thoughts, guys. There's so much to this. Yeah, it was clunky. Is it a good business decision? Have we seen the best of James or are the Jets about to get the best of James? Now we have Travis Etienne, Jamichael Hasty, and Snoop Connor. Are you at all interested in watching Snoop Connor potentially get a few carries? Nope. You're not interested <laughs> to see what you got? No. Like, here's the thing. They trade James Robinson because they couldn't get him carries. And then they and give they're going to give him to Snoop Connor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. freak out. Okay, I feel that. All right. You want well, a Travis well, Etienne to get the carries? Here we go. There you got him, yeah. But is he a three down back? I mean, he's going to have Better to be man. now. He's going to have to be now. But, like, is that the optimal situation you were looking for? I got hasty. I don't mind hasty. Hey, he uh, certainly broke off a big run. Or at least had the chance to a couple of times. Yeah, well, I, I get what you're saying, Casey. But the bottom line is, I think in a perfect world, I think James would have been sprinkled in some five, six, seven, eight carries a game. I'm not sure Snoop's going to get that. But if you see him, he's going to be active. So you see him a handful of times out there. I want him to get that game check. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, throw it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or just give those all to ETN. Or Hasty. Or throw it. Or Hasty. I, I do wonder that. If, if uh, I wonder if Hasty will get, now get the eight touches. Doesn't seem likely, right? They'll just give them to Trevor and, 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 and let him throw the ball or give him more to ETN. I don't know. And I think I like, they like Hasty, by the way. And they had special plays for Hasty early in the year. And he's been productive when he's had these plays. Yeah. He yes. dropped the one early on in the season, but after that, he's been really pretty good. Maybe yeah. that's why it was easier for them to pull the trigger on the Robinson deal. This be a real. This be an interesting week for Doug Peterson. Obviously, the Jags get away from all of it. They're in London now, but this was the worst week for Doug Peterson as the Jags head coach. Yeah, Without he a didn't have a great Sunday, and he didn't have a great Sunday post game, and he didn't have a great Monday. No, and the fans now are like, "What the hell? You took our one of our favorites." But now he and, gets to leave the country and leave that all behind. <laughs> Yeah, but guess what he's coming back to if they lose and lose five straight? <laughs> Those same fans oh, yeah. and everybody else. Oh, so yeah. it'll be uh, – Jags really need a win, and no doubt about that. They could use a big ETN game and a W against the Denver Broncos uh, for sure. All right, for Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz, I'm Brett Martino. Been fun here at the Bullies House of Cards. We'll see you tomorrow in RV City. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton on the way next. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.